This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, this past week on Wednesday, the Public Safety and Solicitor General Office in B.C. released a statement or released a news release saying that street racers and other dangerous drivers will spend longer away from the wheel, making roads safer for everyone else. This as B.C. begins tailoring prohibitions to better deter certain serious driving behaviors. And Minister of Public Safety and Solicitor General Mike Farnworth went on to say we are going to be scrutinizing their driving more closely and making sure the penalty fits. Racers who won't take their cars to the track can expect to walk or use public transit. In fact, the prohibitions that can now be handed out will be much, much longer than before. And joining me to talk about this and some concerns that she has with this is Kyla Lee, a Vancouver criminal lawyer with Acumen Law. Kyla, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, you wrote about this uh, on your blog and uh, raised many, many points uh, of uh, issues that you have with this. Maybe walk us through a bit at first blush, uh, because people likely think, OK, if you're a street racer or you're a very dangerous driver, that's great. Take their license away, get them off the street. Uh, but what is your concern with what the government has announced? My biggest concern with what the government's announced is the lack of, of due process. This entire mechanism, which is actually already in place just with shorter driving prohibitions, um, this entire mechanism depends upon the report of an officer based on an officer charging a person with a driving-related offense, so driving without due care and attention or excessive speed as examples, and then submitting a report to the superintendent. And the decision to prohibit the driver is made before the ticket is determined in court and before the truth of the allegations are tested and before the driver has an opportunity to respond and present their side of the story. And walk us through, because I think it comes as a surprise to people, too, the the whole process in the hotline that an officer calls and what actually happens at the side of the road when somebody is pulled over and accused of street racing or stunt driving. Yes, there's a, a secret phone number that the police have access to that the public doesn't know about. Uh, it's staffed 24-7 by somebody from Road Safety BC. And when the police pull somebody over who they believe are, is stunting or street racing, they call this hotline. They get to talk to an adjudicator directly in a conversation that's not recorded. They explain what they think happened. And then the adjudicator says, okay, you issue them a 15-day driving prohibition right now on the spot. Um, and the driver doesn't know that this is happening. They're not asked to provide their side of the story. And those 15-day driving prohibitions are not reviewable at all by the superintendent. The only way to challenge them is in B.C. Supreme Court. And so the process now then, replacing the 15-day driving prohibition, in, do you see this then, the change being now when an officer calls and says, I've just pulled somebody over, I think this person was, was street racing or, or stunt driving, or it could even be driving without undue care and attention, uh, exhibiting some kind of, in the officer's mind, some kind of dangerous driving. Can we now see an adjudicator issue and say, okay, issue that person, take away their license for three years? No, that's not going to happen right at the roadside. What the adjudicator will say is, okay, you need to take these steps. You have to issue a ticket for one of these offenses, and then you have to submit a report to us explaining um, your case. So it's actually going to be a written report as opposed to a hotline. Um, And then it's going to be sent to the driver saying, you're now prohibited from driving for up to three years. You have the chance to appeal this, but the prohibition is already in effect. Uh, what's happened when you have challenged these uh, these uh, prohibitions in court? 
Every time I have filed a challenge to the 15-day driving prohibition, the superintendent has conceded the appeal. And the reason for that is because there's no record kept of the interaction between the officer and the adjudicator, and because there's no actual decision rendered by the adjudicator, it's just a direction over the phone, there's nothing for the court to review. So the superintendent sort of backed themselves into a corner by setting up a system that is not reviewable internally and also not reviewable at court. Um, so every time I've challenged them, they've just been removed from my client's driving records. Uh, and, and do you think that's why we're seeing this uh, this new announcement or this new mechanism replacing the 15-day prohibition because they simply they were losing these cases and they didn't stick? Yes, I think I think it's an effort to change something that was obviously broken and obviously was completely unfair and completely unconstitutional and and had all of the you know elements of a star chamber. Um, but rather than admit that that's what they were doing, rather than tell the public, hey, we had this whole secret process to to take away driver's licenses immediately, they're they're you know trying to spin the story as one of increasing public safety when that's not what they're doing they're trying to fix a huge mistake that they've been making for years so do you find the new system then that it requires a written report is that an improvement it's still not an improvement because it hinges on a driver being charged with an offense everybody's right to be presumed innocent who's subject to these these prohibitions is engaged there's jurisprudence from the Alberta Court of Appeal that says that you can't give somebody an an administrative prohibition on the basis of the fact that they've been charged with an offense and and subject them to the consequences of that prohibition before the offense has been dealt with in court. So it's not an improvement. It's a different process, but it's still significantly constitutionally flawed. Because unlike when perhaps you get into a counterattack roadblock and you're pulled over and there's a suspicion perhaps of impairment, you take a test and you can lose your license there. Uh, Unlike that, this is different because th- there's no test. This is this is based solely on what the officer saw and what the officer says. Yeah, one person's subjective belief could lead to an uh, an individual losing their license for three years, and you get an officer who's in a bad mood, or you know there there are documented cases of officers having vendettas against certain individuals. Um, police often use ticketing as a mechanism to control uh, other offenses like drug trafficking, um, that type of stuff, you're going to see people targeted with these lengthy prohibitions because of the way that policing is done through the mechanism of traffic law. And the other difference between this and a roadside prohibition is that when you get the roadside prohibition, you have the opportunity to challenge the test then and there by taking a second test. You can say before something happens to you, no, I want to challenge that right there at the roadside. Whereas with these prohibitions, there's no mechanism to challenge it before it goes into place. It's only an after-the-fact challenge. Uh, so do you think there must be some people, though, that, that are in fact guilty of street racing or di- guilty of dangerous driving who, who fall to this? But, but how much of an issue do you think it is that people who shouldn't be given tickets or prohibitions are getting them? It's a huge issue. I, I deal with, with hundreds of these cases every year, and it's not the, you know, problem street racers who are going, you know, 200 kilometers over the Lionsgate Bridge who are getting these prohibitions. By and large, it's people who are doing relatively stupid things with their driving, um, you know, following too closely or speeding up in the in the turning lane to pass people um, at a you know, right before a light turns green, or people who are angry and they spin their tires. I mean, that that's 
stunting is spinning your tires. And the definition of street racing in the Motor Vehicle Act is extremely broad. It's speeding up to pass somebody is technically street racing. And we all, we all do that. <laughs> um, so we would all technically be guilty of street racing because the definition is so broad that it encompasses normal driving behavior. Uh, yeah, looking at the definition, I have it in front of me. One of the definitions is driving at excessive speed in order to arrive at or attempt to arrive at a given destination ahead of one or more other motor vehicle. Uh, everybody does that every day. Every day. <laughs> um, the According to, uh, to the government, uh, in 2016, there were more than 7,700 vehicles that were impounded in the category of street racing, stunting, or excessive speed. I'm guessing some of those own drivers of those vehicles have become your clients. Oh, yes, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and it, it, it's, it's really problematic when you look at the number 7,700 vehicles. There are not 7,700 street racers out there. Uh, you, you challenged the 15-day uh, prohibition uh, mechanism. What are you going to do? Are you going to challenge the, what they've brought in to replace it as well? Absolutely. I am, uh, I am going to be challenging this. You know, probably the first file with good facts that I get I'll be taking up to BC Supreme Court. Uh, this process, in my view, is flawed. There are ways to implement this process that are logical and that make sense and that protect charter rights as well as the public safety. And uh, I think that the court can give some direction to, uh, to the Solicitor General, to the government, to Road Safety BC, in how to do this in a way that's, that's fair and just. All right. Well, we will be waiting to see uh, what happens uh, with that challenge. Kyla, thank you so much for taking the time with us. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right. That is uh, Kyla Lee, a criminal lawyer with uh, Acumen Law. Uh, would love to hear from you on this. Uh, that number again, uh, 7,700. In fact, uh, the number I got was 2016, more than 7,700 vehicles impounded for street racing, stunting and excessive speeding in the province of B.C. Have you been caught up in this? or had to fight a ticket, a prohibition, the 15-day prohibition, give the buzz line a call or email me, jbennett at cknw.com. What do you think about the new rules and you're having your license being able to be taken away based on one report from an officer and having no recourse at all? Let me know what you think and we'll uh, talk about that a bit more. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.